the Marie Manucherry Show, where energy and medicine meet, has added a new day to its lineup. Tune in Tuesdays from noon to one to hear repeats of some of Marie's favorite shows. Past guests include Lisa Oz, Mike Dooley, John Holland, Dr. Christine Northrup, and more. Listen to popular show topics such as The Other Side, Past Lives, Spirit Guides, and The Paranormal. The Tuesday show will eventually go live, so keep listening to Marie's show on Thursdays to find out when. Welcome to the Marie Manucherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. I will be your host for the next hour. I have over 16 years of professional healthcare experience and began my career as an energy medicine practitioner while working as an oncology nurse in a Seattle area hospital. My medical background combined with intuitive insights and skill in moving energy have been a catalyst for transformation in many people's lives. I hope the next hour will be transformative for you as well. And welcome to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. We're live here in Seattle. We're talking about energy medicine, where energy and medicine meet. And we have one of my favorite guests, Dr. Sheila Den Merritt, who lives locally here in Washington State and is a graduate of Bastyr University. You actually studied under Dr. Bastyr. I did. You're so lucky. It's <laughs> a long, long time ago. I know, well, what, 20? 83. It's 27 years. 27 years. Well, 27 years since I've been a naturopath. Oh, but my gosh. 30. One or two years since I yeah actually oh my began. Gosh. I know it goes fast, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. It goes fast. Yeah. And now Bastyr is one of the leading naturopathic universities in the world. It is. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, yeah we're so lucky here oh, in Seattle. I know. I, I was thinking about that. We live in this little bubble, and I love the bubble that we live in because <laughs> we're really progressive, holistically oriented. You can go we're to liberal, some places, you know, <laughs> right? You yeah. can go places where they wouldn't even know what a natural what. Yeah. Well, I think it's um, true that. Only 16 states in the country um, license naturopathic physicians. Yes. Mm-hmm. But so. it's changing quite a bit. It is. And that brings us to the topic of today's I know, conversation. I know. We want to talk about the difference between natural medicine and diagnostic procedures and the standard medical. Right. Is that right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I had an interesting experience, and apparently you have a story to tell oh, too. I do. And mine was about my cat. So, my beloved Finney. Um, I guess it was a couple mornings or evenings ago. He just looked terrible. His eyes were all glossed over. He didn't eat dinner. He wasn't drinking. I don't know cats within something's 20. Something's wrong. Something's wrong. In 24 hours, I know that if, if, if cats particularly, because they get dehydrated so quickly. Yeah. So um, my vet didn't open up till later. So I took him to the emergency vet, you know, close to my home. And he had so much abdominal pain when they were examining him. They thought, well, he might have a pro- He may have swallowed something. You know, could it be his intestines? They did an x-ray, which wasn't conclusive. And they kept him so that the radiologist could come in and do an ultrasound, right? And after they did the ultrasound, they noticed that his intestines were okay, but he had probably experienced a trauma. He had air underneath his skin where there most likely is a contusion, which I could actually fill in today. And he had a swollen lymph node near his cecum, which is near the rectum. And he also had, his liver was slightly enlarged. So he was on pain medication and uh, antibiotics. Um, And then I made a follow-up appointment with um, his veterinarian, which also specializes in holistic medicine, because now that's the difference, right? Conventional medicine went in there. They know how to do the surgery. They know how to do all this other stuff. But now that there isn't a real diagnosis, so to speak, other than perhaps trauma, and they weren't exactly sure, but I think now I even found a wound on him, too. Um, now he's going to go to the holistic vet where he's going to get some herbs. I'm assuming I'll find out from the vet today for his liver, maybe, and some arnica, which you mentioned right. for stress right. and trauma. Right. 
and maybe he'll get something for his lymph nodes, right? Right. right. And so that that's, you know, we'll talk about this in, in a deeper, but it kind of came clear to my mind that there there's, there's this, a difference. There's a difference when you can't get a diagnosis, but you still have problems in your body. Right. They still need to be treated. Right. Right. Well, for me, um, choosing to be a naturopath, I, I started out in nursing, as did you. Mm-hmm. And um, deep into my nursing um, training, I just felt that the, the, the training for me was too simplistic. That it was, and, and it's not against nurses. Right. I love no, nurses. Right. You know, I, I'm all for Western medicine when needed. It certainly has its place. But this is the this is the rub for me. Again, it's not us versus them, Western versus right. holistic. Right. But my experience is that Western tends to be more of a band-aid approach. Mm-hmm. A problem, let's make the problem go away, rather than going deeper, deeper. and realizing that our system is um, multidimensional. It is psychological, it's emotional, it's physical, it's spiritual. Spiritual, because in your tissues and your cells and your DNA is your spirit. Your issues are in your tissues. <laughs> and they're and it's true. And, and you know, and it's a multidimensional, beautiful tapestry. It is. Is our bodies. I was beautiful. And you can, in, in, you can interact with it or you can cut it off. Right. And I, my experience is that the Western approach is to cut it out, cut right. it off, burn it right. and not address the underlying dynamic. Right. And even if you need surgery, like if for some reason Finn had some foreign object in his sure. intestinal tract yeah. and, and he went and had surgery, he would still need holistic medicine afterwards to really help to heal, help balance yeah, you know because getting IV antibiotics is really hard on the body even though it's great to kill bacteria. Right. We need you know, probiotics right. afterwards right. to balance the body. And that's another part that Western medicine somewhat misses. It really does. Mm-hmm. And so my, what happened mm-hmm. to me happened yes. today. My oh, intuitive, today. I wonderful, love that. I know, Marie, you're so intuitive because <laughs> you're the one that suggested talking about this. And it just happened today. I had a patient that came in who had been having leg cramps. Mm. And she's on a multitude of medications from several doctors that she sees. And she had these leg cramps. And I looked at the medications she was on and I thought, she's magnesium deficient. Right. So I gave her magnesium. Okay, very simple, very non-invasive. She, she took the magnesium. Her leg cramps went away. <sighs> So Love good, that. yay! So then she goes to one of her many doctors who said was horrified that I gave the woman magnesium, fearful that it was going to throw off her electrolytes. Uh-huh. But it was depleted. Exactly. Right. Right. And suggested instead a medication right. that, truthfully, I had never heard of. Uh-huh. And um, upon looking at this medication, it had a myriad of side effects. Was it Neurotin by chance? No. No, okay. And the point of that was, is like, okay, the Western approach, take this medication right. with all of its potential side effects. Right. And and the, the, the very, if it, the standard medical doctor clearly didn't know about nutrition. Well, and that's that's the issue, right? Is that that's the issue. that medical physicians are not required to study nutrition, no. right? And, and it's, it's like it's fearful of the magnesium, as though it were, you know, a poisonous drug. Right, I right. found it actually humorous. It is, it, and and how I look at it, someone had described this to me a long time ago. In a Western medic medicine, it has a toolbox, right? Right. And it has a few things in its toolbox: right. surgery that we need, thank God, if we yes. need a C-section or open heart, right. or you know, Finney needs his, you know, his. Intestinal tract resection, right? right. Um, 
we are grateful for it, and we're grateful for the pain medication and, right. and the antibiotics, which, by the way, the naturopathic physicians can prescribe. Right. <laughs> I can prescribe all drugs. I know. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. It's fantastic. And the thing is, is that I think that the standard medical, like I remember when I was a young girl, my, my doctor mm-hmm. was more like a naturopath, mm-hmm. that the standard mm-hmm. medical model has gone Shifted. way toward I agree. pharmaceuticals I agree. because the pharmaceutical industry really donates to right. the medical schools. Right. Right. So it's become very corporate. I think you hit on something very important because even when we look at back at, back at family practice, yeah. where doctors had to be a lot more creative, they're, yeah. they're dealing with an entire family right. and maybe the family can't really afford a prescription medicine. Right. So they're finding creative ways. I think that's right. how it was historically. Yes. And what, we, what most Americans are beginning to understand is that the pharmaceutical companies, they probably are the wealthiest as, you know, area of our economy anyway. Oh, absolutely. Right? And, and so, so we're, almost, hypno- we're mm-hmm. almost hypnotized to believing that we need these medications. Right, right. One thing before we go to the phones yeah. is that when I told you this before, um, I had the lovely opportunity to go to the island of Bali. I and, know. And when I was You bought ba- me the nicest presents, by the way. Thank oh, you. You're welcome. <laughs> When I was in Bali, I realized that the Balinese people don't take antidepressants. Right. Mm-hmm. And that in mm-hmm. our culture, it's, yes, they're helpful, but we're almost believed to think that we need them. Right. You know, right. take it for menopause, take right. it for depression, right. take it for hot flashes, take it for whatever, you know, for right. in case. Right. And and it's a little too easy on us to be able to just prescribe and take. Well, and I love what you said earlier. What what we we I think Americans again are beginning to understand this. Thankfully, to commercials in corporate America that are showing drugs on TV with all the side effects, right? And people are like freaking out. Right. Well, you and I we've been reading side effects in medical books right. for a very long time, so right. we're not surprised that a side effect could even be something horrific as death right. re- regarding a drug, right? So what? Uh, yeah. So what I try to do in Mm -hmm. my practice Mm -hmm. is to look at the whole ecosystem of our bodies, both physically, mentally, emotionally, and and, and, and psychologically, and to look at that whole ecosystem and how we can best balance it without introducing more trauma. Exactly. And so when I look at naturopathic physicians, it's not about we're going to have, you know, a 10-syllable diagnosis, because a lot of people want a diagnosis. They want to know what's wrong with them. But it's a multitude. Of layers of aspects, and we address right. one thing at a time, like the woman with the magnesium, right? Right, and I bet now that her magnesium level is moving towards normal, right. something else is going to show Just up. Drop in, right? right. That's but, how you read people. Right, you see all of the layers, but does one of them in particular like light up or something? One at a time, you know, one ah. at a time lights up. You know, someone may come in to see me who's having chest pain, but I, for some reason, need to work in their stomach and their intestinal tract yeah. before we get to relieving the chest discomfort. Yeah, right? yeah. So so, like Isn't what it you beautiful? Said, it's beautiful. Yeah, I love it. It's a it's a fascinating puzzle. Bigger toolbox. Bigger toolbox. <laughs> Bigger toolbox. So, Eric, how are you today? Doing great. Yay! We're very yeah. happy to hear that. I I personally don't mind the rain, so you know <sighs> I'm all right, except for getting stuck in traffic. I don't like that part. I heard the traffic was bad today. You know, it was a little rough. It was a little rough, right? Yeah. yeah. I just don't like it for my hair. It just ruins my hair. I don't like that. <laughs> you know, because what people don't know around the country is that Seattle people we do not use umbrellas, even though it's it rains here. That's true. Constantly, <laughs> I have three, but um, I never use them. We all have them. We never use them. We it's very never true. use them. I'll, listen, I'll take this rain over the sweltering heat and all the other. 
other traumas that other places yes, are having. Yes, yes. So you know, we're grateful. We are blessed. We are blessed. So can we go to the phone lines? Let's do it. Let's go down to California and talk to Laura. Hi, Laura. Hi, How are Laura. you? I'm great. Thank you. I'm honored and just thrilled and grateful that I have you two here on the phone to talk about this with. Um, my daughter was diagnosed with a fused labia in um, the children's ER, and they did surgically open it up with um, Q-tips, and then it fused back together. And her doctor gave her Primarin, um, the estrogen cream, to put on it. And I feel very uncomfortable giving my 2-year-old estrogen cream. And I thought, well, maybe I'm just being paranoid. What was her thinking about using Primarin? Um, her thinking was the reason why the um, labia was closed up, that the doctors prescribed the Primarin, um, because uh, the estrogen levels are low in little girls. That was such a good question, Sheila. I never even thought to ask that. You know, why? What was right. the thinking behind the estrogen um, prescription? That's right. really, really cool. But estrogen should be low in little girls, <laughs> right? Right. Yeah. Right. Right. So, Laura. Yes. So, if the estrogen should be low in little girls, then why why are they giving it to her? I'm I'm confused. Well, exactly. Apparently, this is a, a common occurrence. I've never even heard of it until I ended up in the ER. They just were going to cat her for for something else to check for um, a UTI, and they were like, "Oh my goodness, her labia is fused. Don't worry, this is common, and it's due to um, extra low levels of estrogen." Oh, I see. Yeah, and apparently one of the ways to treat it is to leave it alone. It clears up on its own. And I talked to another mother whose daughter went through this, and she has been on the um, estrogen cream for four years and also had it surgically wow. open twice. And wow. I just feel like, ooh, four years of estrogen cream. That right. can't be good. Right. Well, and surgery on top of it. So. Right. Um, well, I've been practicing for 31 years, and, and this is a new one, one for yeah. me. I haven't so, heard of it either. Hey, Laura. Yeah. Um, sorry to hear about your situation, your daughter's <laughs> situation. Um, Primarin, for all of us, I want to say, is is a, a estrogen cream that comes from pregnant urine of horses. So <laughs> that if I were to, I would research this, and I can do that for you, but... Um, if I were to use an estrogen cream, a local low, low dose uh, for uh, a limited period of time, I would not use that cream. I would use one that's bioidentical that can be uh, gotten at a, um, a custom, as a custom prescription from a compounding pharmacy. Um, but how about how about I mean you're you're the yeah, doctor here you're yeah. the expert but you know my hormonal levels have changed a little bit yes. as, as I'm getting older yeah. and I take herbs yes and it stimulates my hormones right I'm still back on why did the labia <laughs> fuse is right. that a lack of estrogen uh -huh. see now I'm not certain about that Laura and I, I would want to research that. Um, the good news with me, and hopefully with any doctor that you see, is that they're willing to say, hmm, I don't know. And if your doctor always knows, boy, I'd, I'd have to really, you know, wonder about that. I mean, are they a child genius? Because, um, but at any rate, I would not use Premarin. 
um, because of the toxicity of Premarin, and it's got about 30 different kinds of estrogens in it that our body is not used to using. In a two-year-old, I agree with you, or a four-year-old, uh, being on long-term low-dose estrogen seems very inappropriate. Mm-hmm. Um, using the precursors to estrogen might be beneficial, as Marie was like saying, the in the herbal form, but you'd want to use it topically. Ah, you know, uh-huh. um, so I'm I'm thinking about what other uh, agents could we use, like shea butter, mm-hmm. or you know other kinds of uh, emollient creams that could help support the tissue. I love the shea butter. Yeah. Um, Laura, do you have your? Does your family eat organic food? Um, my kids eat terrible. Uh huh. Yeah, because so you know, organic would probably not be included in that. <laughs> yeah, drinking, listen, listen, Cow's drinking milk? soy milk. Yeah, drinking soy milk may be okay for her. Because it has because estrogen I was wondering in it. that. It does you know, have estrogen always... in it. And I was thinking of just all the hormones that are present in foods that are non-organic. Yeah, you know, no that, kidding. That could be upsetting the apple cart in your daughter's hormonal Speaking system. Speaking of apple cart... Apples, <laughs> you know, it, the the hormone, it's usually, it's not only meats, but hormones are found in the form of pesticides. Mm-hmm. The pesticide is seen in the body as a hormone, but then that would, you'd then think, well, that's too much estrogen. And here we're talking about not enough. But mm-hmm. again, I'm still back on square one. Is that really why it fused? Not enough estrogen. Hmm. You know, and now estrogen is made from cholesterol. So would we want to do a blood workup and see what her levels look like? Her cholesterol levels? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. And I think that's why you came up with the shea butter. Uh-huh. And in my mind, I didn't see the, the word shea butter, but I kept thinking of some sort of ointment that uh-huh. was natural based. Yeah. And have you taken the kids to a naturopath, Laura? No, supposedly we don't have one in town. I mean, um, what you can do is you can call the American Association of Naturopathic Physicians, also known as AANP. And um, they have a list of all the naturopaths that are licensed in the country. And they can okay. tell you who is close to where you're you're living. And that's what I would do. Yeah. I, you have to do more questioning and investigating and questioning and investigating. Not just a simple, oh, it's a lack of estrogen. It's like, hmm. Yeah, it's a layer. And we're sending tons of light to your beautiful little girl, you know, keeping that area unfused. Really? <laughs> open. Yeah, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. open. Yeah. And and maybe find a naturopath who specializes in pediatric as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that would be great for or your family. Or women's health. <laughs> or women's health. Yeah. And then kind of move towards the organics. You know, some people, a lot of people are more sensitive than ever before because we just have too much of a toxic so load right. to the world, right? Yes. And so, you know, your daughter could be having reactions just from the multitude of potential chemicals that are in the food that she might be consuming. Okay. Okay. That is beautiful. I'm so appreciative. Thank you. Thanks for calling. Take care. Uh, My pleasure. Have a wonderful day. Seriously, have a great day. Bye-bye. All right. Very good. Let's go to our next caller. Uh, caller. We've got Nicola in Bellingham. Hi, Nicola. Hi, Marie. How are you? Great. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Um, My daughter, I'm calling about my daughter, who has developed a rash on on her hand between her middle finger how old is and she? Just in, she's 11. Mm-hmm. And she's also got it on the inside of her right knee. And it's not, um, like an, it, the, the, um, it's very, very itchy. And the bumps are, they're, they're harder. They're not like, um, 
they don't welt up really high. They're they're kind of a more firm bump. If that makes any sense. Yeah, she's she's making nice notes about it and drawing a little diagram. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. It's good when there's a symptom associated with the rash. That means that her body is trying to um, to deal with it. Um, mm-hmm. Commonly, I mean, I, I haven't seen it. A very common name, of course, if we were going to westernize it, would be eczema. Right. Uh, very. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it doesn't look like that to you? No. What does it look like? It looks probably... Um... It looks really dry to me. It is well. Actually, it is dry. Yeah, yeah. from her. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it from looks her dry to me. It. Mm-hmm. It's dry, and, and it, it does have an eczema kind of characteristic to it, but it also has a little bit of yeast um, characteristic to it. When I'm and I'm looking at it psychically for those of you who are listening to the radio, so I haven't seen it physically, but I'm psychically I'm looking yeah, at it. Yeah, I can't. I so you know I wouldn't be able to diagnose it without seeing what it looks like, and so so on a common um, eczema, which is usually you look at the foods that a person's eating. As Marie was saying, if it's yeast, again you'd w- look at the foods, but also that means that it's systemic, that it's not something that you just treat locally. Oh, put a cream or cortisone on that will take the quote symptom away but then drive it deeper into the body so you really want to know what is the cause of it so we've got a potential eczema we have a potential yeast maybe it's psoriasis I don't know usually the back of the knee is very common for eczema and between the fingers Mm -hmm. that's all I can tell you for that does your daughter Mm -hmm. take probiotics no yeah because I'm in the family dynamics, and there's it's kind of rashy. <laughs> the family dynamics are rashy to me. You know, like uh-huh. there's inflammation, there's irritation in the family, uh-huh. and 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 she's sensitive, right? And she's also now moving into her next stage of hormonal shifting in her body. So I think some probiotics, and and you're probably not going to see a change for a few months. In Bellingham, there's a couple really good natural paths that you might okay. want to take her to, and, and they can do a workup on her. And, and then it's going to be her responsibility at 11 years old to be either willing to ch- make the changes she needs to make or deal with the symptoms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so some probiotics, I think, would work really well. Good. But it's going to take a while for it to get to the skin, right? Because yes. it's going to be ingested, yeah. start in the intestinal tract. But diet track. can change really quickly. Oh. But you you guys do eat organic food. Is that true? We do, yeah. yeah. Is it sugar that I'm, is it, she eats a lot of sugar? She likes sugar. Yeah, yeah. there you yeah. go. Yeah. yeah. Because yeast loves sugar. Yeah. And it just proliferates in its presence. Yeah, it can be an addiction for the kid too. But, you know, again, it's helping to empower her rather than you being like the, the sugar police. <laughs> yeah. You know, don't eat that, don't eat that. It's like take her to a professional and let the professional tell her and then it's going to be her choice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like yeah, that sugar police. Yeah, because that's so annoying, <laughs> isn't it? When you have to like follow your kids around. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a nice position, no. Yeah, right. Well, well, thank you so much. We look forward to hearing a resolution to this lovely little rash that's bringing up other issues that need some soothing. Okay, great. Thank you. Take thank care. You. Bye. Bye. All right. Let's talk to Marjorie in Seattle now. Hi, Marjorie. Hi. How are you? Good. Good. What can we do for you today? Well, I have been a huge fan of naturopathic medicine for a very long time and have studied it on my own. I've done extensive reading, have a huge library, and I'm currently working on um, getting a nutrition certification. Great. Last night, I went to an open house. Um, I 
live right next door to a hospital, and they were having um, a little open house at this one practice. And I asked one of the doctors if they were conventional only or if they were at all integrated. And he said he had um, studied a lot down in uh, Oregon and that studied all sorts of different stuff. And so, yes, he did have integrative practices. And then I asked him about, you know, if I needed help with my hormones, would he, does he do natural hormones? And he said, yes. Um, that's a really good feeling. What I'm asking is, I don't know what I'm going to do or what direction I should take. Um, part of me says sort of education, you know, maybe trying to educate other people. But I need I needed definitely to get out of the profession I was in. But I don't know where I'm headed and where what I should do. Well, before we a- answer that question, I have a question for you, Sheila, because what I find interesting, which I think Marjorie it kind of alluded to a right. little bit, is that sometimes MDs now, without taking right. um, courses in naturopathic medicine, are now integrated. Right. Isn't and, that the, the new buzzword? Right. We're integrated. Right. And they don't have a naturopath in their office right. that they can consult with or learn from. Right. And I find that because I've had a few clients who have MDs who are right. using this type of language right. and yet some of the medications that they're prescribing to them are still very conventional. Right. It's very out of integrity. Yeah. I, in it my, kind of gives you me know, a little bit of a... Right. It's like going to a, a weekend seminar in acupuncture and then calling yourself an acupuncturist. Right. 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 I mean, you, that, that takes that takes years, right, years. Of, of study and and knowing the you know the the health of the human body in right. tune to nutrition. Right. I mean, my goodness gracious! Right. I don't think. I mean, well, it's amazing. standard medicine is uh-huh. more into um, deductive, where or, or uh, reductive, where it's all broken down into right. little pieces, and natural medicine is more into whole, where you're looking at whole systems. So the way that we see, the way that we were trained, is is just very different, completely different, very different. Yeah. And now I understand a lot of um, naturopathic colleges are providing programs if MDs right. want to go in for right. a couple years, right. which is wonderful, right? Right. right. And then we're also looking at perhaps helping naturopathic physicians have more some conventional training right. on top of it. So, right. we, so we have true integration, right. right? Right. But again, here in Seattle and the Northwest, we're a bubble. That's it's right. It's happening here. It's not happening. I always forget about that. Everywhere. Yeah. Margie, when I look at you know what you're talking about career-wise, making some shifts, what I keep hearing in my head, and I can't wait to hear what um, Dr. Merritt has to say, is that you need to listen to yourself. Yeah. You know, it's like you've gotten lots of information from all kinds of other people, but what do you want to do? And, and, and you, know, go, you know, go ahead and do it. You know, it's like you need to listen to yourself. What do you think? Hello? Well, that's, that's the problem. I, I want to do too much. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to narrow it down. And I was just wondering if, if you thought if practicing with conventional doctors you know, who who may want, you know, somebody that's more holistic would be a good, a good avenue. Well, and have you gotten a degree in some area of holistic medicine? You know, that's, that's the problem. That's why I'm doing the certification. Right. Because they won't have you work with them unless you've done that. So, yeah, you have to make a decision about what area is going to give you the most um, 
I guess, leeway or expansion into all the areas that you love so much. Um, what are, I think yeah. that as you go down the path and you begin your process of study and learning, um, things will narrow for you and you'll be clearer. And it's okay to not know right now. You shouldn't know right now. You're, you're exploring right now. And the, th- the question, you know, well, should I maybe work with a regular doctor? You know, I, it depends on who the person is. You know, yeah, you could work with a, a standard medical doctor and enhance their practice. But, you know, it's just like a relationship. Should I be in a relationship with a man? Well, you know, it depends on who the man is. So, <laughs> you know, or a woman, whatever the case may be. Um, so you, it sounds like you're doing, you're in the right ballpark and um, you're wondering if you're going to win the game or not and um, just start playing the game have fun and see where it takes you I think that's a great idea having the fun part and I did keep seeing acupuncture needles while Dr. Merritt was speaking so you might want to see if that's an area that's fun for you because acupuncture addresses all kinds of health issues yeah tons and tons and um, and so that that might be up your ballpark where you have a modality modality that addresses so many issues. Okay? Okay. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. Thank you, too. Bye-bye. And we're going to go ahead and take a break here on the Marine Menu Cherry Show, and we are blessed and honored to have Dr. Sheila Dunn-Merritt on the show, um, a celebrated naturopath here in Washington State. And so you can give us a call um, if you'd like. What are those numbers, Eric? Now I have to look. (laughs) (laughs) I caught him off guard. That's all right. 425-373-5527. That's 425-373-5527. Or toll free at 877-825-8828. That number again is 877-825-8828. And we'll be right back. Marie and Dr. Sheila Dunn-Merritt. Healing from Within series can now be purchased on DVD. This four-part interactive series was filmed live at their weekend workshops. The DVDs include medical and energetic insight, as well as informative tools you can use for a lifetime. Chakra exercises and dietary guidelines are included. The first two DVDs on detoxification and heart health are available now through Marie's website, www.energyintuitive.com. Coming soon are the Brain Health and Hormonal System DVDs. Purchase your copy today and get started on your own healing process. The Gary Mant Show, it's the home of mastery and mystery. This Sunday night at 7 Pacific, we welcome ministers Sue Oliver, Charles Hall, and Susie Shadel, a.k.a. the Passioneers. They get people fired up about the art of living and loving big. Then meet Rebecca Hughes, a multi-gifted intuitive that works from the metaphysical mecca of Manitou Springs, Colorado. Rebecca taps into the wisdom of Native American legends and totem animals. Do I smell sage? Gather around our campfire on the next Gary Mant Show. If you want to know how to get in touch with Marie or find out what's on her calendar, there's a variety of ways to find out. Become Marie's friend on Facebook or follow her on Twitter. Sign up for Marie's free newsletter. Each month, she writes an in-depth article and responds to Dear Marie questions. Email Marie if you'd like your question to be answered in an upcoming edition. Schedule a private session with Marie if you'd like to talk with her one-on-one. It'll be a healing experience that you'll garner great insight from. For more information, visit Marie's website, energyintuitive.com, or call 425 425- 
825-5671. Are you looking for tools to enhance your life or to bring those things you desire into your life? Marie offers a variety of CDs to help you do just that. Get acquainted with your seven primary chakras and balance your human energy system. Or is embracing your intuition what you're looking to learn? Or would you rather focus on a healthy immune system? These CDs and more are available through Marie's website at energyintuitive.com. For a complete list of CDs available and their descriptions, please visit Marie's website today. Write it down, shout it loud. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Now, wasn't that fun? And welcome back to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. We are live here in Seattle where energy and medicine meet. And we have one of my dear friends, Dr. Sheila Denmerritt, a naturopathic physician here in Washington State. We have so much fun together. We and do. and we, we share clients, which is really fun. Um, of course, uh, Sheila has a gazillion clients that she's had for years as she's been a practicing physician for 25 years. 27. 27. It's amazing. Yeah, I know when Dang. I start counting, it's really extraordinary. Dang. Yeah. Wow. Well, um, we're thrilled that you're here. And I, I, all my clients love you. They Thank you. They think you're wonderful and you've done great work with them. And we're, we have um, people on the phone lines that are wanting to talk to us. We do. We've got Shannon calling from Oakland right now. Hi, Shannon. How are you? Hey, how are you both? Great. Uh, Sheila, how are you? I am fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> what can Thank we... you for taking my call. Oh, yes. And what can we do for you? Um, so throughout my health history, I've been kind of diagnosed with anxiety, and I've been given Western medicine ways of dealing with it. Um, I'm in my 30s now, and I'm starting to become more aware of my body. And I'm wondering if this is something more energetic or possibly nutrition-based as opposed to um, a traditional psychiatric diagnosis. So when you say, Shannon, that you've had it your whole life, what do you mean? Um, on and off, I've had, um, since I was probably 8 or 10, I, I recall having panic attacks. Wow. Um, and I recall walking into rooms and just feeling like I didn't want to be there anymore. And I want to say that might have felt like energy. So this would be like a 12-year, as a 12-year-old walking into a room and just feeling this is not a good place to be and walking out. Yeah. So if you had heard uh, Marie and I earlier, we were talking about some of the differences between regular uh, standard medicine and naturopathic medicine. Mm -hmm. You're going to hear me go into my naturopathic approach, okay? Okay. Okay. So um, it may not be just one thing. Mm-hmm. It may not be just one thing that's creating this anxiety. It may actually be uh, several things. It could be um, spiritual. That's some of the question that you thought, well, maybe mm-hmm. I just am tuned into some energy and I was, you know, f- you know, as an early age. It, that very well could be. It also could be that in utero, if your mother was stressed out. So this is when I, if we were sitting together in a room with me, I would be asking you questions rather than trying to guess. I would say, so tell me about what your um, the birth was like or can we find out from your mother? Though I don't want you to do that with me on the phone because it would sure. take an hour. And there's okay. <laughs> But long story short, you know, it could be some of this anxiety might be, you know, your intuition, which you can work with to strengthen. Some of it might have been that your mother was stressed out in utero and she was using your adrenal hormones. And so you came in in a deficit. I just love you, Sheila, because one of the things I love about holistic medicine is that intuition needs to be a key component of helping people to heal. 
It absolutely mm. does. And you love using your intuition. Yes. In fact, when we first hooked up years ago. It was amazing. Ago, yeah, <laughs> that was very fun. I had a, You gave me one of my favorite books of all time. Um, and and you talked about how you're, you sit with your patients and you just know things. It yeah. just drops but then in I, your head. Yeah, it's true. And then you talk to them about it. Yeah. And when you were mentioning this to Shannon, I'm just like. Yes, yes, yes. Jumping in my chair like right. she's so right. This is in, in utero. Yeah. yeah. And also I think that so so there was some stuff going on in utero. There's stuff that you came in with. And then also in the family dynamic, I would be curious about your family dynamic of where that anxiety piece came from. And so so you might have needed some adrenal support and you may still need some adrenal support. You might need some neurotransmitter called GABA, which is calming to your nervous system. And then we would want to support you nutritionally so that you kept really in balance blood sugar wise. Um, so there, it's a multi-level question and it would be a multi-level approach. But don't you love the answers? Cause it's not, um, Prozac or. Uh, yeah. You don't have a deficiency of Prozac. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's terrific. Yeah. yeah. That's not what was no, going on. Yeah. Great answers yeah because- I love that. Yeah. yeah, adrenal support, GABA. Yeah. And I know there's something blood sugar because if I sometimes when I find myself feeling anxious, yeah. if I look back, I may not have eaten for four or five hours. Yeah. yeah right. And I think that, you know, I am not I'm not a mother of physically. I didn't have children and um I really respect you have cats. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I respect women who are mothers and what I can what I see I'm mother in lots of ways. But what I see is that it's a really hard thing to do even if you're tr- doing it well. And sometimes our children don't get soothed. Mm-hmm. And if you're not soothed particularly when you're really young, your nervous system doesn't develop in a in a in a balanced way. And just even hearing your voice, it sounds like there's some emotion there. And it may have been that you didn't get that soothing that you needed. You know, when Dr. Merritt was talking about um, your mother carrying you, uh, and I just had this big red flag, I mean, white flag, red flag, or whatever you want to call it, but like, yes, that's so right. I think that pregnancy was hard on your mother, even um, hormonally for her. Yeah. And, uh, and that's what kind of started this trigger of her own anxiety as being a parent or having the challenges of nurturing um, that occurred. And you're very sensitive. So sensitive children pick up on those things and they tend to internalize it and take it personally when it's not like that at all. You can get an adrenal test done. Um, it's a, f- a four-sample saliva test. Um, if you have a naturopath that you go to, they're very familiar with that test. And see what, what the levels look like and see how we can strengthen and balance your nervous system. Okay, I'll definitely do that. I Hang in there, Shannon. Thank you so much. We Thank wish you, you a wonderful day in Oakland. This is great. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. 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 Now, back a little closer to home here, we've got Jane on the line calling from Seattle. Hi, Hi, Jane. Hi. How are you today? Great. You Wonderful. Guys sound great. Thank you. What can we do for you today? Well, I'm just listening. I love how the the um, callers are all connected, sort of to my issue, my issues, because mm-hmm. I'm feeling the sad waves come and go, and they're pretty profound. So I'm wondering, is this, you know, I'm I'm sure it's a combination of physiological and spiritual, but I started wondering with the last caller um, mm. about my in utero experience. Oh, interesting. You know, and I haven't thought about that before. Hmm. So I'm wondering about the sadness and started taking B vitamins. And uh, vitamin B, a, B as in boy? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And I think that's helped a bit. How old are you? 47. Uh-huh. 
So is there hormonal changes going on? It sure seems like it. Yeah. And the other thing I want to throw in, and I don't know if it's related, is I often get a crackling in my right ear, Hmm. and it's pretty loud. And it's usually just in certain situations. Hmm. So I wonder if they're related. So um, is there anything going on when you get these waves? Often I'll be in conversation with someone. Mm -hmm. Um, Most often I'll be in conversation with someone. Anyone in particular? I, it varies. Usually, good friends, often family members. Well, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and so, when you have the wave, can you describe what the emotion is when you're with these, you know, several different types of people? So, are we talking about the sad or the crackly ear? The sad. The sad. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, the sad doesn't come when I'm talking with people. The sad comes when it's usually when I'm alone, actually. Mm. Yeah. And so, and it'll hit, and it does feel like a wave because it'll it'll pass. But it also feels like it feels like two things. It feels like I'm my my body is dipping down somehow, but also it feels like I'm trying to understand it. You know, you're trying to of, understand the dip. Yeah, trying to understand the sadness and where it comes from and what it might be about. Mm-hmm. Because it doesn't feel like it's really about anything. It doesn't feel directly related. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, once again, if I were a standard medical doctor, you know, I would, you know, probably have seven minutes with you and consider Prozac or, you know, Wellbutrin or something like that, you know, and, um, I would, I would like to explore it more, um, the sadness, uh, and I probably would be looking at doing some testing with you, some blood tests or saliva tests to get a, a handle on your hormone levels. Um, or, you know, because it depends if this dipping occurs all the time or if it just waves throughout the month. Be curious about your menstrual cycle. Um, and I'd also just be curious about what, who you are in your life. Like, what are you doing in your life and who is in your life? And are you doing what you want to be doing? And are you satisfied in your life? So those are emotional, mental, and physical answers. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right. And the crackling, since it happens around people, to, to me, generally, that's an indication of intuition. Like, there's some audio, right, Dr.? Yes. Dr. Merrick, there's this audio thing that wants to come in to give you more information beyond the conversation you're having with someone. So maybe the conversation isn't as deep as it could be or as aware or conscious, Mm -hmm. and you're actually getting insight. The crackling is trying to help you to have a bigger picture of the conversation. So maybe if you can be a little bit more present with the crackling rather than thinking that it's wrong, it's more of an indicator that there's a whole other picture to this conversation that the person you're talking to probably has no idea about, and you're going to get some insight about it. Yeah. It's like an indicator. Yeah, it's an indicator. I love that word. Mm -hmm. I like that too because I've begun to ask, what am I wanting to hear or what am I needing to hear? What else is there to hear? What are you not when hearing? When it's happening. Right, yeah, right. right. Because right. it does feel like, a, I feel like a radio and there's some information coming in. Exactly. Right. Yeah. The other thing um, about the sad wave is that we lovingly live in the Pacific Northwest where vitamin D levels are at an all-time low. And um, in addition to looking at hormones for a 47-year-old woman, I'd also look at vitamin D. Yeah. Mm, that's you, a good one. Yeah, the yeah. Bs help, but D will take you a long mm-hmm. way. 
And they're good mood elevators, at least they are for me. Yeah. It makes, it's like my happy pill. Yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> and truthfully, I mean, we really didn't have much of a summer, did we? Oh my we? gosh, no. We shouldn't even go there, huh? No, no we won't talk about it. <laughs> that's probably it. I yeah. love sunshine. Yeah. yeah. I well, love the sunshine. You need to go on vacation. I'm leaving on Monday so for the, Hawaii. The I'm planning a trip to Hawaii in January. <laughs> right. Yeah, but yeah. January's far from now, sweetie. I Vitamin know. D. And if your doctor says it's normal, you really want to find out what the range is. I mean, what your levels actually are, because the range is 33 to 100. And so they'll say it's normal if it's 37. But we really like to see it above 50 and yeah, even like 60. 60s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel better when it's in the upper 60s yeah. for me. Yeah. yeah. So you'd have to take five to 10,000 international units of vitamin D3 every day to get that level up wow. there. Yeah. yeah. So you're really perceiving that it's a vitamin D. It's a possibility. It's a possibility. I'm yeah. looking at several trains. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that. Thank you so much, Jane, for calling. We wish you sunshine in your part of Seattle. I appreciate it. <laughs> and have you have waves of happiness. <laughs> yeah, Thank waves you, of happiness. Yeah. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. She's sweet. So sweet. All right. Apparently, I'm calling next. Or oh, you are? Maybe there's another Eric. Another Eric. Wow. I love that. Hi, Eric. How are you? Hi. Hi, Marie. Hi, Dr. Dan Merritt. Hi. Hi. Um, I actually am calling about uh, my vitamin D levels. Um, wow, everything's connected today. That's good. <laughs> my last test, I've had chronic problems with it for the past couple of years. And my last test came in the low 40s, um, and I'm taking uh, 10,000 international units. Okay. And um, so I'm wondering, someone mentioned to me just off the cuff I can't, that there might be an absorption problem, and it might be... Uh, tied to my liver absorbing the vitamin D or processing it. Uh-huh. So my question is, um, how can I increase my levels to the levels of wellness, not just to be just above the lower limit of normal? Great question, Eric. The second part is, I just got tested for iron because I have really bad periodic limb movement disorder, which um, disrupts my sleep and I have some other sleep disorders. So... Um, they tested my iron, and my iron's on borderline low, it's low. two. It's okay. in the mm-hmm. um, low 60s, mm-hmm. where the normal range is 50 to 150. Right. So I'm wondering, one, if there's a connection there, and two, how can I increase these two okay, great, elements in my body? Great, great question. So I started seeing this about, I don't know, three, four years ago, that a lot of people with low iron also had low vitamin D. And I didn't know what that was. And I was at a conference, and there was a really bright man, doctor, uh, his name is Doug Hall, and he mentioned it and um, said that when thyroid, when your thyroid is not functioning correctly, you'll often see low D and iron. However, we live in the Northwest, so it's very common to see the low D, but it's that connection with the low iron. So um, you want to go a little deeper with your doc and have them do a thyroid profile, not just TS, not just thyroid stimulating hormone. But See, that's all. That's all they've done. They right. say my thyroid's normal. Right? No, it may not be. You've got to yeah. go. There's two levels down where you look at TSH, the thyroid stimulating hormone. Right. You also look at free T3. That's the actual thyroid hormone T3 and T4. Okay. And then you look at the thyroid antibodies. 
Because you can have a normal TSH, but if you have the antibodies against the thyroid, then you're not absorbing. And then what we do is we treat using thyroid or the thyroid cofactors, sometimes iodine, um, depending on the individual. And then um, the when you said your vitamin D is in the low 40s, taking 10,000 IUs of vitamin D, my yeah. question is, um, A, how long have you been taking that 10,000? Over a year. Okay, amazing. Mm-hmm. You got to go absorbing. deeper. Yeah. You got to go deeper. Look at thyroid. Yep, so thyroid. That's what I say. Okay. okay. So it's not liver based or. Not that I'm. No, I've okay. seen this pattern. It is a pattern. It's not a, a not highly unusual. It's specific iron and thyroid. Amazing. I so, asked my endocrinologist to check my, you know, to go look at the T3 and T4 levels. Right. He said, well, if your TSH is normal, it's and then not, he kind of lost me with the science. Right. Um, that he wouldn't do it. Right. Over. Right. And, and that's the problem that we're looking at in terms of how much um, nutrition. They know. You know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's also, there's an insurance industry uh, component here because he may not want to run that test because insurance is, I don't know, might ding him. I hope they don't come after me for having this conversation. <laughs> but, but we put white light around you. Yeah, but fine. it's the antibodies. It's yeah. really the antibodies. And the, there's actually a disorder. It's called Hashimoto's thyroiditis, where TSH is normal or low normal. And um, the T3 is usually low and the antibodies are present. See, I have type 1 diabetes for about 25 years. Uh-huh. So you really have to be on it. So I already have an autoimmune disorder right. going on. Right. Well, so maybe, you know what? This is a great opportunity for you and all of our listeners to really become advocates for ourselves. We have yeah. to educate ourselves and not just go to the doctor and say, you know what, you know, and tell me what I need and then take it and then, okay. you know, so good for you for the yeah, question. Thank you so much. And, um, yeah, try that. I think it might help you. Okay. I'll do that. All Thank right. you. Bye Have bye. a wonderful day. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Another sweet guy. Yes. Very. All right. Nice now day. we've got Colleen on the line from Bellingham. Hi, Colleen. How are you? Hi ladies. How are you today? Good. Wonderful. What can we do for you? I just wanted to have kind of a general reading of from both of you of what's going on with me. Mm-hmm. You mean so um, you just re- you want me to read your energy, sort of speak? Yes. Okay. Um, do you give a lot to other people? Yes. Yeah, because when I'm in your auric field, I just there's quite a bit of friction, not like anger friction like I would normally see or frustration. It's really more of a depletion of energy that's occurring on the fifth, sixth, and seventh layers of your field. So you're actually, um, and you're con- what it, what I'm being told is it's almost as if you're constantly looking at how can you give your energy away to the next person who might need it, and I don't recommend that you do that. All right. So it's important to come up with some philosophy for you that works, that allows you to believe that people do have what they need or do have the ability to get it. And you don't need to deplete yourself in order to ensure that they're going to be okay. And most people won't take this energy anyway as you deplete it out of your org field. So it's just going to hang out in the ethers and not be utilized. And you really need it for yourself. So I would look at some books. I love um, Emmanuel books, um, something by Gary Zukoff, like The Seed of the Soul, where he talks about power and our energy and, you know, that everyone's really fine, even when they aren't having a great time through our perception as human beings. So that would be my reading. 
I can't do what she does, Colleen. <laughs> <laughs> you you got to tell me a little bit more. But I'm curious, did that fit for you, what Marie said? It does. Beautiful. Isn't she amazing? Yes. Oh, you guys God, are sweet. It's true. Oh, you're very I'm sweet. I'm so lucky. Oh, so lucky. Um, tell me a little bit about what you're really asking. Well, um, I am 46, so I do feel tired, you know, a lot of the time. And I have two children and a business. So I'm constantly going, going. You're depleted. And I'm also um, trying to take off some weight and having trouble doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that that combination is so prevalent in our society, isn't it? Two children, a job, tired, and overweight. Yeah. You know, so it does, and, and then what anyone would tell you to do, any doctor would say, right, exercise. And, and then you're like, oh my goodness, how can I do that when I'm so tired? I do exercise, though. Mm-hmm. So. It, it, the exercise for you is depleting. Mm-hmm. Do you think mm-hmm. so? Yes. Mm-hmm. And isn't that interesting? Because it's supposed to be energizing, right? right? But she's in such a depleted right. state right. that it's it's making it worse. You need to rest, honey. <laughs> yeah. Get that I giggle. Lo- yeah, I love that. Mm-hmm. That was great. Yeah, and adrenals. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, how old are your kids? One is fifteen, and one is ten. Uh huh. So, do you think you're doing more for them than you should be doing? I feel like I don't do enough. Mm-hmm. You're doing yeah. more for them than right. you should be doing, yeah. and you feel guilty about it. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, that part of that energy that she's just giving from from her right. work field. Right. No, you you have to kind of do a little bit of tough love. Kids need that. They they thank you. They need to do their laundry, pack their exactly. own lunches, make exactly. their bed, exactly. walk the dog. Right. You want to teach them to emancipate them. Yeah. Exactly. You, it, my mom would say, "You teach your child how to walk." And then you learn to walk away. But you're not even teaching them the walk part because you're doing it all for them and you're exhausted. Exactly. Okay. Okay, so you've got your homework now. (laughs) And it's not easy because you feel guilty about it. That's Mm -hmm. right. So that's what I would work on with you is where's that coming from? Mm -hmm. Like why why can't you be one of your children? Yeah, Mm -hmm. I think about that sometimes. Like I should write down the problem and then answer myself like I would a friend or... Uh huh. It's a great idea. I would pretend one day a week, but I would do it every day. But for you, start one day a week where you have three kids and you are one of them. <laughs> and your job is to love little Colleen and take care of her and make sure that she gets the rest she needs. I love that. That That's is just idea. wonderful. And you know, kids like to help. My kids are older than yours, but you know, yesterday I had that little cat problem. And my oldest, Mariam, came to the vet with me at the, you know, when I picked so up. Sweet. Yeah, and she took the cat home because I had to teach a class. And she left me a beautiful note and called me to make sure everything was okay. And, and so our job is to love one another, not as parents to be the only ones that are exerting the love and compassion. It's We're family. Right. The energy's got to flow both ways. Yep. So now you got your homework, dear. Thank you, ladies. Thank oh, hang you. In there, Have Colleen. a wonderful day. Great to you hear too. from you. And so I just want to go over a few things because we're coming up to the end of the show. Can you believe it, Sheila? A whole hour it was really flow. Oh, my gosh. Thank you, everyone, for listening and your great questions. Great questions. Very healing hour for me. And you're going to be back, actually, in November and, wait, no, say October and November, yes. correct? Because yeah. we're almost at the end of September. Um, but before Sheila comes back and graces us with her knowledge and her expertise, we're going to have Dougal Frazier, who's um, from California. He's a psychic. He's going to be in-house uh, on the 30th when I get back from Hawaii. 
And then after that, we're going to have Lisa Williams, the medium, very well-known medium. She's going to be on the phone with us, I think, from California. And then Dr. Merritt will be back in the studio with us again discussing health and wellness. It's incredible, it's incredible how fast the time's going by. It goes by. so fast, yeah. So we want to thank everyone. Well, blessings to you all. Yeah, blessings to everyone. We wish you a wonderful day wherever you out in, are in the world. And listen to yourself. Listen to your bodies. Ask a lot of questions. You know, have more than one practitioner. Trust yourself. Trust yourself. Sending you love and joy. Bye-bye.